This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 6th, episode 2,928. What? This episode is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. Horse racing in Kentucky is rich in history, dating back to 1789 when the first race course was laid out in Lexington. It was almost 100 years later in 1875 that Churchill Downs officially opened and began its tradition as the home of the Kentucky Derby. While traveling in England and France in 1872 and 73, 26-year-old Colonel Meriwether Lewis Clark devised the idea of a Louisville Jockey Club for conducting race meets. Upon his return from Europe, Clark began development of his racetrack, which would serve to showcase the Kentucky breeding industry. The track would eventually become known as Churchill Downs, 80 acres of land approximately three miles south of downtown were leased from Clark's uncles, John and Henry Churchill. For his inaugural race meet, Clark created three major stakes races, the Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Oaks, and Clark Handicap, all modeled after three premier races in England, the Epsom Derby, Epsom Oaks, and the St. Ledger. The track formally opened May 17, 1875, with four races scheduled. The winner of the first race was Bonaventure. However, the winner of the day's featured event, the Kentucky Derby, was a three-year-old chestnut colt named Aristides. A new grandstand was unveiled in 1895, topped by two spires. They came to be known as the Twin Spires, a simple architectural element, and would become the symbol of Churchill Downs and the Kentucky Derby. As the Kentucky Derby grew in popularity, so did the racetrack. Since opening in 1875, Churchill Downs has continued to evolve undergoing many renovations while embracing the future of horse racing. But as thousands visit these hallowed grounds each year, the history, traditions, and mystique of Churchill Downs remain true as one of the most legendary horse tracks in the world. Welcome to Churchill Downs. It's Kentucky Derby Day, and we're at Churchill Downs in Louisville with a record crowd watching 20 of America's leading three-year-olds parade to the post. They're up! Keep your eye on the horse moving out from the inside rail into the lead. That's War Admiral. Inside, there goes Raymond Earl, and affirmed is right there and challenging between horses. On the rail, and it's also moving up. Then it's six legs back to the next horse, Sir Sir. Head of the stretch. For the moment, Seattle Slough still battling it out together. And here's Run Dusty Run now, closing ground and moving in the third. Here's second as they approach that half-mile pole going into that far turn. Sweet Northern Saint has picked his way through the pack. He's down on the inside fourth. Barbaro in the clear, poised as they move into the far turn. And he's moving up to be fourth now. And then Colonel John, Colonel John comes on the scene late as the field turns for home at the top of the stretch. And it is Big Brown who rolls open now to a three-lane play. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> you can't. Um, <laughs> I, I get you can't it. I get you every year. <laughs> you can't put Barbara in things. Big Brown. Oh my God! So many phenomenal sporting Walk moments. Down memory lane there. <laughs> I have to just like put my headphones on and close my eyes and just like absorb that. I would like to. I would. I would listen to the. The stretch run of every race in a row from the very beginning. They got just like that's what I would. That'd be you. fun. It'd take you all day, but it'd be Ooh. fun. <laughs> Jeez Louise! <laughs> well, welcome to our Kentucky Derby pre-Kentucky Derby coverage here today and this Friday. I uh, we will be watching. Jennifer watches from noon till seven. Solid, and I'm not allowed to interrupt her. So uh, I know where I'll be all day tomorrow is uh, in and out while she has the TV blaring. 
<laughs> the, I don't blame her. The problem is they play those stories. They do some of the stories like 16 times during the day. I don't know how she can watch it. It's just like over and over again. But you guys that are dedicated, you hang in there. So I'll be watching at 6.57. By the way, that's when the race is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have some folks over and hang out and it'll be fun. But they're all horse chicks. So I won't be interrupted by non-horse people trying to like, <laughs> like talk to me. <laughs> Yeah, go away. I've got com- like I I watch the commercials. I mean, my God, it's like a commercial for Claiborne Farms. Yeah, it's the only time like, you get oh, horse yeah. commercials. <laughs> I know that yeah. and the Breeders' Cup. You're yep. good. Well, on today's show, we are going to look at that. Jamie's going to review the horses and the stories. I'm going to do my picks by name, of course. And then we're going to end with our annual Kentucky Derby Trivia Challenge. We have listeners coming on. We have the team of the Flying Phillies, Courtney and Laurie. And then the Mint Roses, April and Tiana, is are going to be here. Plus, we're going to give away some really bad ad prizes from horselovers.com. So we have a full day planned. We have to get to it. So it's time for some Daily Winnies. We have some auditor birthdays on this Derby weekend. Krista Youngblood, Richard Alvey, uh, Colleen Lapp, and my good podcasting Colleen, Colleen Lapp, and my good <laughs> podcasting buddy Neil Galarte from Wild Style Media. Happy birthday to all of you. Enjoy. I need a birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to my dear friend, Brooklyn Alvarado. It's Lucas's best friend, and her mama listens to the podcast, so hopefully she'll play oh, this for her. And she turned birthday, nine Brooklyn. yesterday, so really exciting. Nine years old. And uh, happy birthday, B. Well, that's terrific. Yay! Oh. All right, time to talk about the Derby. Now, I have not done a ton of reading about the horses. I, I did get the uh, trivia together, but that wasn't about the horses that are running this year. Uh, but I would like to start because I found, and then I'll let you go. There's just one thing that I thought was very funny. So I went to americasbestracing.net because they always have pretty good coverage of the Kentucky Derby. And there's a horse running by the name of Happy Jack, right? Yeah. Well, this is their comment about Happy Jack. Not really sure about what he's happy about. He's lost by double digit lengths in his last three starts and is definitely one of the throwouts. Oh, <laughs> bless him. We should bet on him just to thumb their nose. Not really sure what he's happy about. <laughs> what post position is he in? Uh, two, I think. Wow. Poor Happy Jack. Yeah, he's number two. 30 yeah. to one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the one that I read, like, 30 to one. He should be more like 99 to one. To one, yeah. <laughs> Apparently with that description. <laughs> well, he could well, end up being, uh, you know, mind that bird. You never know. You never know. So, uh, you know, I got to tell you a story. Back in, I think it was October. Yeah, October. I <clears throat> We got a new, like, television system, where, and we got TVG for free. For like a whole day, which meant I sat and watched TVG for free for a whole day, which is a horse racing network. And what I do is I love to watch these horses and then I'll see something. I'm like, oh, my God, I love that horse. And I, I always hope that they're going to, you know, so I'll go on Equibase and put them in my virtual stable. And you can like basically follow along with their entire career. And I'll like send messages sometimes to the trainers and be like, hey, I retrain horses. So I sent a message to Chad Brown about a horse that. I saw. I've done that a few times to Chad Brown in particular. He has a, there's I don't know. no restraining order yet? Uh, not yet. I have messaged with his father. <laughs> his father <laughs> did write me back. Anyway, um, so there, there was a horse that oh god, it was October of last year and he was in his first race. It was like a maiden special weight race and he was black and he was walking around the paddock and i noticed this with a lot of chad brown horses they don't have lip chains on they don't have they're not monsters they're just kind of they are led around and i love that about chad brown and i know his horses just seem relaxed and comfortable and this black horse i was like oh my god i have to have him so i put him in my virtual stable and then he goes out to the race and he wins 
of course. And I'm like, dang it. No, don't win. And so then he, since he's in my virtual stable, they let me know. I have about a horse him. for you named Happy Jack. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. Happy Jack will be available. Uh, so I, I went out and watched him. You know, I watch all his races. I'll like use my phone and watch it. He ran at Aqueduct and he ran at Fairgrounds. And, and he came in second at Aqueduct. And I was like, He's slipping. <laughs> and then he ran to the fairgrounds and he, he got third. And I was like, here we go. Third place. And then he goes and runs in the dang Toyota Bluegrass grass stakes at Keeneland and wins the whole thing. Oh, so he's and in I'm the like, Kentucky Derby. He's not going to win. His name is Zandon. <laughs> he's the favorite. He's currently <laughs> the favorite of the Kentucky Derby. I really thought that someday that big, black, beautiful cult was going to be in my barn. Maybe you should and write I, to him about that horse right now. Yeah, go exactly. <laughs> I'm happy to provide aftercare and use him as a stud. <laughs> so anyway, so I followed this horse along, so I cannot not pick him because I've kind of just watched his whole career, and I just really thought that someday he could be mine. And he's <laughs> definitely not, not ever going to no. be mine. <laughs> so I had to pick him, but it's interesting because – you know, I feel like Justify, who won the Triple Crown, kind of broke the mold in a good way, which is Justify never raced as a two-year-old. And I am so tired of horses coming to me for training that are three years old that are broken. That, And I just feel like a lot of times it's because they just did too much too young. But we've got a couple horses in the field who are unraised at two and oh, really? only have three okay. races in their career and they're Charge It and Zozo's. Z-O-Z-O-S. It's also Zozos. Those are two unraced at two. Then we've got Taiba, who only has two career starts. Uh, classic, uh, you know, th that one also very lightly raced. So I've seen a trend of like lightly raced horses because now you don't have to accrue points to get to the Derby. You can have to win these big races that give you the enough points. You don't have to like scrap along the, the bottom of the heaps. Like these, if you win these big races, you're kind of in to the Derby. And, and, and so I'm really excited about some of them, uh, being a little less raced. Then we've got horses like classic causeway. Okay. Bless him. It's just a kiss of death to get the 17 post. So they did the draw and on Wednesday of where the horses are going to come out of and, you know, classic cause no horse has ever won the Kentucky Derby coming out of post 17. I mean, it just doesn't happen. So the fact that Classic Causeway drew that, they're all like, "Ray, yay!" <laughs> <laughs> um, this one of the other things is talking about unrace. How about overrace? Yeah, Classic Causeway. They were talking about him for a long time, but then eleventh in the Florida Derby is just like. Yeah, he has, he's, he slipped a little bit. Then we've got Tawny Port and the opposite end who this is going to be his third race in 36 days. So it's like, what? they were like cram, cram, cram. I know. And to do the Derby is your third race in 36 days. That seems like a lot of running. Um, so that was another one I looked at. Then, you know, I, when I was at, let's see, what was Remington Park? Remember when I got to meet Steve Asmussen? He oh, had, yes, yes, there yes. was that you big stalked him day. too. <laughs> yeah, I stalked him. And Steve, I was like, oh my God, Steve Asmussen is racing at Remington Park in Oklahoma. It was a big stakes day. So he brings the stakes horse for every race and was very successful that day. I think he won like five of the races. Well, he's got a horse named Epicenter who's running. And Epicenter is the second favorite coming into the Derby in, quote, outstanding form. He won the Risen Star Stakes and the Louisiana Derby, and he has really crushed it over, like, longer distances. And uh, he actually has beat Zandon in the Risen Star Stakes, although Zandon did not have the best trip. Anyway, Steve Asmussen is 0 for 23 in the <laughs> Kentucky Derby. Keeps trying. Zero. He keeps trying. Bless him. And he's got the source is the second favorite, but oh my God, over oh 23. And so basically everybody's saying like, oh, Epicenter is an awesome horse. He's going to be, oh wait, never mind. That's <laughs> Steve Asmussen's horse and the racing gods don't like him. Um, the other thing to think about is remember Bob Baffert is suspended. Okay. So I have a question for you. We, we blew it. We should have started a pool an over under on how many times they're going to say his name in the pre-coverage tomorrow. Bob Baffert. Yeah, yes. I think I think somebody proposed a drinking game. Yeah, no, you don't want to do that. You'll be drunk by one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So I'm predicting a thousand, by the way, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's true because two of his horses that qualified for the Derby, he's not going to be able to train. So he sent them over to a trainer called Tim Yachtin and the horses are Messier and Taiba, T-A-I-B-A. I'm not good with vowels. Taiba. And so Taiba and Messier are both running under Tim Yachtin. And basically he had like, you know, a month with them, uh, as far as the thing goes. Now they they have been very successful. Taiba and Messier were the one two in the Santa Anita Derby, so they've done really well. Um, but they're also Bob Baffert trained horses. So the question is, will the gods of the Derby allow Baffert <laughs> horses to win? It's crazy to read the breakdown of people that are like trying to handicap the races like, mm, well, you know, he's really fast and he did really well in the last race, but he's coming out of the two hole and the two holes is going to be next to the three hole and the three hole has a typically like, I'll come up to the inside. And then, you know, he really, I mean, the, the, the breakdown is insane how people, and to me, I look at him before they go out and I go, Oh, it looks good. That's the way Jennifer does it, too. She always goes over to the paddock and goes, I I like the looks of that one. And she's usually wrong like you are because you're picking sport horses, not racers. Exactly. Well, (laughs) I've got a science now, okay? And I've been pretty (laughs) successful with my science. But you throw all of that out. Because if the horse, you know what? It doesn't matter what his pedigree was, what his last race was. If he's having a bad day, he's having a bad day. And you're going to see it on his face (laughs) when he's in the paddock. Um, uh, so there's a lot of horses I, that that are it's kind of one of those like this horse could win, but it might not put it for third. Uh, so so I, I do have some picks. I know you have some picks. My picks are probably a little more studied considering <laughs> you pick, you know, I the, pick by name, but I have a name. I have a sentimental favorite today. So let, let's go to Kentucky Performance Products. Let's hear from them and then we'll come back and we'll do our picks. OK, OK. All right. And then we got some trivia coming up later, too. Each week, you carefully plan out your horse's training schedule. You work with your trainer to fine-tune his flat work. You school through grids to perfect his jump and set up multiple courses to educate your eye. You enjoy long hacks to keep his mind fresh and body strong. Show day arrives. You take a deep breath as you enter the ring. We've got this, you whisper so only he can hear you. You move as one, sailing over each element in perfect harmony. The feeling you get when it all clicks. It's why we do what we do. This feeling is brought to you by Joint Armor. Joint Armor's complete formula provides your horse with the nutrients necessary to support healthy joints throughout his lifetime. Joint Armor maintains fluid motion and flexibility in hardworking joints. It supports normal cartilage development and reduces joint deterioration. Joint Armor provides high levels of both glucosamine and chondroitin, plus 100 milligrams of hyaluronic acid. Best of all, Joint Armor is affordable. One small jar lasts up to 75 days. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. All right. Well, before we make your picks, because you're picking on names, I'm going to give everybody all the names of the horses and and, and I'm going to do it in order of post position, which remember post position number one is like the kiss of death these days. People don't like coming out of the one, the one hole. Um, so I'll start with one and I'll go. Cause all 20. the horses come over and cut you off. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a, it's a crush to the rail. So yeah. you either break good or you don't. Uh, we got Mo Donegal and the one hole. Happy Sorry, Jack. Mo. <laughs> Sorry, Mo. And you know what? He was actually, f- I had better odds until the rail, until mm. they drew the rail. Um, so we got Mo Donegal, Happy Jack, Epicenter, Summer is Tomorrow, Smile Happy, Messier, Crown Pride, Charge It, Tis the Bomb, Zandon, Pioneer of Medina, Taiba, Simplification, Barber Road, White Abario, Cyber Knife, Classic Causeway, Tawny Port, Zozos, Ethereal Road. And then the ones that are just in case are Rich Strike and Rattle and Roll. All right. So I have a sentimental pick and it's Messier. Um, that's how actually uh, they, the family we knew with that last name pronounced it Messier. Um, and they, uh, 
They lived in Connecticut, and they were my parents' best friends. So we saw them every year and all the kids, and we'd hang out with them every year. And the reason I'm picking that is because their mother, who is 90-some, just died a week or two ago. Uh, and so their mother and father mm-hmm. lived, or father's still alive. Um, so I'm picking that. I'm picking Messier uh, right there because of that. I'm assuming it was Messier because of Mark Messier, the hockey player. Well, and they pronounced it Messier, but that's kind of like we pronounce it Hebert and not a bear. So, right. you know, I think that's just, they pronounced it Messier because then people would spell it right. <laughs> so I think that's probably why they did it. Uh, but anyway, that's why. So because it's a family connection there. I picked also Smile Happy because who doesn't want to be happy? I mean, who don't want to be happy? What's Smile Happy at? About 100 to 1? Uh, I can't sure. believe you're picking a Bob Baffert horse to go first. I didn't even know that. You know, I didn't even look. So, <laughs> <laughs> And then simplification, because that's what I'm trying to do with my life right now is simplify it. So mm-hmm. simplification. It that's why I picked simplification. <laughs> and I'm sure they're all about 20 or 30 to 1. Uh, so if my trifecta comes in, I will buy lunch. <laughs> okay, so Messier is, let me give you his current odds. He's pretty like, good, I think. 8 to 1. Yeah, okay. And then who's your second? Smile Happy. Smile Happy is... Well, Simplification is 20 to 1. Yeah, so. and Smile Happy looks to be about 20 to 1. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so well. I will win big in my trifecta. Well, that's okay. You know what? We actually have one similar, a uh, couple similar things. First of all, I've got to pick Zandon oh, yeah, first. Well, well. And I'm sorry to pick the favorite, but now you know why. Yeah. Uh, then because I actually, she's going to own it eventually. He's going to be my horse yes. someday. So, uh, Smile Happy is actually my second pick, and I'll tell really? you why. He has in the Risen Star. Wait a minute! You also picked a Bob Baffert horse. Smile. This is Smile Happy. Oh, okay. Smile Happy, not about Baffert horse, okay. but he actually came in second in the Risen Star in Bluegrass. So I figure he's really good at second place. <laughs> There you uh, go. <laughs> so I like him. And then I actually like Taiva, which is the former Bob Bedford horse, but uh, because he actually has not run a whole lot. He doesn't have a whole lot of experience, but he did beat Messier in the San Anita Derby. Uh, so he actually has a lot of talent, but even though he's ex- inexperienced, maybe this is a race that he needs. To, and so I picked him for third. Which Which one was third? You know, never mind. I'm going to take that back. I don't want Taiva. <laughs> change your mind him. on the fly. I'm going to change my mind, and let me tell you why. I just saw who the jockey was. was oh, no, it, it's Mike Smith. <laughs> so I am not picking a Bob Baffert, former trainee, and Mike Smith piloted jockey. Okay? It's just not going to happen. I, I don't know. I'm going to close my eyes and point. I'm going to go with Zozos. Zozos? Suck it, Mike Smith. <laughs> He's Zozos is only 20 to 1. You'll be fine. I know. Actually, <laughs> I just, I just, it was like the last one. I just picked him. <laughs> is Mike Smith ever not in a race? He just seems no, to be No, and by the way, he's going to be like, if he wins, the oldest jockey ever to win the Kentucky Derby. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> well, there's our picks. I have Messier, Smile Happy, and Simplification. Zandon, Smile Happy, and definitely... Not Taiva. <laughs> so I, I don't I, I pick anybody. Anybody could be next. I we will care. put a link in the auditor room with our picks so that uh, you also can put your picks and we'll see who wins. We'll see who, who nails the trifecta. So put them in order too. We want to see them in order because uh, there might be more than one person with picking the three. So you can't box it. You have to just put them in order and we'll see if anybody wins. You can't box, no boxing. Okay. No boxing. No, not not for our little, you can box it when you bet, but you know, for our little <laughs> thing in the auditor room, no boxing. I may have had one or two auditors messaging me going, what was that app you used to bet with? <laughs> <laughs> and if you could put your three picks there in the show notes, that would help me I remember. Will. All right. From bridal path to the training arena, you'll feel balanced and supported in the thoughtfully designed arena all-purpose saddle. Whether schooling on the flat, jumping a course, or simply riding on local trails, the beautiful all- arena all-purpose saddle will keep you and your horse comfortable every step of the way. Every rider nurtures a unique and special connection with their horse, a connection that is built on trust. For riders, it is their horse's welfare and comfort that always comes first. As every horse regularly changes shape with their level of fitness, diet, and maturity, when it comes to your saddle, it too should be able to change shape. 
to meet the needs of your horse. Priced at just $15.99, the all-purpose Arena Saddle is the perfect addition to your tack room. Visit arenasaddles.com to, to <clears throat> excuse me, visit arenasaddles.com to view the full range of saddles available and to find a retailer near you. I'm pleased to welcome a slew of our auditors who sadly volunteered to come on and embarrass themselves in Derby <laughs> Trivia today. We're going to do a little Kentucky Derby Trivia to keep it nice. We've made them all multiple choices, but I would like to introduce Team One Flying Phillies. We've got Courtney. Say hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> and everybody can hear your voice. Uh, then we've got Laurie. Hello. Laurie currently has a horse colicking, but I love it. She ignored her colicking horse so she could come on. Priorities. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Firefly. She's a banamine, and so she's waiting on the vet. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Bless her. All right. And team number two, we have the Mint Roses. April. Hey. And Tiana. Hey. Now here's how this works, ladies. Y'all are very loquacious. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna let me look that up. That's a big word for you. You're welcome. <laughs> word for the day. I have a calendar. Um, so we got the flying Phillies mint roses. I'm gonna ask you guys each a trivia question, multiple choice. If you don't get it, we just move on to the next team and the next question. There's no like trying to steal because it's multiple choice. I mean. It's like 50-50 at that point, right? So uh, here's how this is going to work. We're going to start with the Flying Phillies. I'm going to ask you a question. Glenn, tell them what happens if they get the answer correct If you get incorrect. the answer correct, you hear the bell. Can you hear the bell? This is high-tech audio right, right here. Right. He literally has a bell. And if you get it wrong, you hear this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the former high school basketball buzzer that he used to yeah, use. I lost that. Were... I couldn't find it. <laughs> God, uh, took me back to high school. We have shivers. two rounds, three questions each. If there's a tie, we have a bonus question. And by the way, the prize is you get to hang out with us for 20 no, no, minutes. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Your prize is Glenn will send you in the mail a check for $1 million. Yeah, yeah okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I may do that, but that you won't time. be able to cash it. So yeah, uh, it'll be you can it'll be ornamental. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Only. You can frame it. <laughs> All right, ladies, are you ready to start? We're ready. I'm ready. And you guys can talk to each other first. Well, we're going to start with Team One Flying Phillies, which is Courtney and Laurie. Courtney and Laurie, here we go. What year was the first Kentucky Derby ran in? Right, run. Uh, 1875, 1880, or 1885. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to say 1875. Yeah. I don't know why 1880 sounds right to me, but I'm not going to. I'm picturing the sign on the twin spires right now, but I'm going to say 75, but if you want to go 80, we can go 80. No, we're going 75. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, yay! Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I picked. All I pressed right. both at the wrong what, time. Was, was I'm sorry. Buzzers. It was meant to be the bell. <laughs> right or wrong? I have one job. High tech right here. All right, Courtney and Laurie flying Phillies. You did get that one correct. You are one. So currently we're uh, and no winning. googling. No googling. Yeah, yeah. obviously. No, I don't even have my laptop. No. On. All right, good. <laughs> Googling is is shameful. It's bad karma. Okay. That's right. That juju on you. All right. Uh, team two mint roses, April and Tiana in 1969. Mm -hmm. In 1969, the first woman to ride in the Kentucky Derby and the first to ride in a paramutual race in North America was who? Diane Crump, Julie Crome, or Anna Lee Aldred? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I would... Maybe go with the last one because I feel like Julie Crone was later and Diana Crump also, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, Diana, what is always think? supposed to be Rosie? What's wrong with people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was not the pioneering female jockey. <laughs> She's transcendent. Right, you know, what do you think? God, I don't know my female jockeys like I should. Um, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll just go with what you think, April, because. I've got nothing here. 
All so right. What, well, I guess we'll go with the last one. Anna, you don't even remember the Anna name of the or, yeah, But I don't think it's Diana Crump or um, Julie Crump. All right. That's your final <laughs> answer. Anna yet. Lee Aldred? Yes. <laughs> Diana Crump. Diana Crump was the first female to ever run in the Kentucky Derby. And for shame, ladies, you are going back to women empowerment school and learn a little bit about. Girl, I live in Centerville, Texas. They, they, they're not, they think we're still in the pioneer days. (laughs) You better make some dinner quick. (laughs) All right. We're going to go to the flying Phillies, Courtney and Lori. The Derby was nationally telecast. For the first time in what year? 1948, 1952, or 1959? Nationally telecast. That's television, not radio, right, Glenn? Yeah, it was CBS that did it, actually. 48, 52, mm-hmm. or 59? First, well, second, I know or third? It be 48, because they hardly had TVs then. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I was going to say it had to be one of the 51s. I'm going to say 59, but that's, uh, that's a guess. Yeah, I feel like 59 is further from 48, so let's go there. <laughs> oh, wow. That is good math right there. Way to go. When did they get it correct? That's the kind of uh, math we count on on this show. <laughs> so sorry. It was actually 1952. The 50 that is not as far away from 1948. <laughs> I just figured since they didn't even want racing on TV, I thought it they would have held it off longer, which was a big mistake on their part. But That's my favorite thing that I've heard on the show. I know, that was great. <laughs> Alright, uh, so, so it's like and, and who wants to be a millionaire? You know how they tell you to like discuss why you're going to pick, what you're going to pick? <laughs> I love that. Alright. Yeah. It's one to zero. The flying fillies are in the lead. Your turn to tie. You can tie it up. The only president to ever attend the Kentucky Derby while in office was Donald Trump, Lyndon B. Johnson, or Richard Nixon. I haven't a good clue. Fuck these. Um, hmm. Donald Trump and Can I phone a friend? I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. I want to say it's not Trump because I don't think I've ever seen him be known while I've watched the derbies. What the protest? Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm feeling Lyndon B. Johnson, but because I think he was a horse person, but I, I, I don't know. I would say him or Nixon. Oh, that's God. your final answer. Okay, it's your turn, Tiana, to pick the right or the wrong one. You got this. Mm. No, let's go with Nixon because I have a feeling. I just have a feeling. You are correct. It was Nixon. I would have picked Nixon too. I would have got the last one wrong for the flying Phillies that brought telecast, but I would have gone with Nixon because I'm like, that guy seems like a gambler. Yeah, he gambled and lost, didn't he? Crooked at times, whatever. It's fine. Let's go a little bit. What I was thinking too, Jamie. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. All right. One, one to one. Flying Phillies. Your turn. What year was the highest attendance ever at the Kentucky Derby? Okay, multiple choice. 2017, 2015, 2019. Which one? It's just a straight up guess. I mean, statistically, there were more people later. (laughs) Go ahead. There were people live in 2019, so that must be it. (laughs) All right. I was going to say 15 just because I was there that year and they kept going on and on about it was the biggest crowd ever. But then 19 may have gotten bigger than 15. So I have no clue. You were there in 2015? Uh huh, I was. I was three rows back from the starting gate. Oh, look at you. Oh, nice. Awesome. It was, oh, it was, a, it was a bucket list trip. I'll have to post my photos. Yes, yeah, definitely do that. Yeah, that's great. But we'd still need an but answer. I have no idea about this biggest crowd thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's your final guess? Uh, need something. Courtney, what do you think? You'll go with 2015. Why not? You are uh, correct. It, it is that weird. is right. Yeah. 
That American Pharaoh won the Kentucky Derby. I cannot so believe we had somebody that was there on the call. That's cool. I'm so I'm not jealous at all. Uh, not at all. Third row back. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Congratulations. It is now two to one. Mint Roses, you got to get this right to stay in line. All right. Who was the oldest jockey to ever win the Kentucky Derby? Is it Eddie Arcaro, John Court, or Bill Shoemaker? It's got to be Shoemaker. I mean, I swear he was still riding when he was 110. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your final answer? I don't know. What do you think, Diana? Diana? I was going to say that or court, so why don't we go with your answer, April? Well, <laughs> you just tied it up. Yay! No, they took the lead. No, it's two to oh, two. Yeah. Oh. oh, wait, two to two. You're yep. right. See, I can't do yes. this. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Two to two, yes. And um, the devil is trying to break his record, and I don't think that Bill Shoemaker should ever have his record tarnished, okay? So the devil, stay back, Mike Smith. <laughs> yes, I heard that. 57 years would slow him down, but <laughs> I thought maybe the fact that he didn't ask the horses to actually run until the last maybe eighth of a mile would probably slow him down. Whatever. I mean, I'm not still angry. No, all right. no bitterness. No bitterness. All right. At the end of round one, we are tied two to two. Good job, ladies. All right. We're going to start round two. All right, Flying Phillies, who was the longest shot to ever win the Kentucky Derby? Mind That Bird in 2009, Charismatic in 99, or Donna Rail in 1913? I think it was Mind That Bird, right? I don't know. Listen, I'm so I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. Throw a dart at the wall. Mind That Bird, Charismatic, <laughs> or Donna Rail? I'm thinking Mind That Bird or Charismatic, but man... I, I no clue. I need Courtney, a final answer. No, we'll go with mine that bird because we both said that name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mine that bird went off at 50 to 1, but Donnerell won the Kentucky Derby in 1913 at odds of 91 to 1. By the way, a $2 ticket paid $150. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of money back then. Yeah, oh, exactly. It's a lot of money now. <laughs> I <laughs> cover part of my vet bill. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Come on, Firefly, keep it cheap today. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, is the horse still up yeah. and walking around? <laughs> we just well, she was laying down. That's why I knew something was wrong, is she was just laying down. Okay. And uh, she's up standing up now and trying to grab at hay. So, oh, yeah, that's good. Sorry. Better, All right, I know, good, good. I right. know when the Banamine wears off, she'll probably, she probably still needs some tube and oil, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What mint roses? What state? What state has the most Kentucky Derby winners been born in? Florida, California, or Kentucky? I would go with Kentucky. That's your Correct. final answer? Yeah, but I think, I don't know. It's Kentucky or California. I don't think Florida had a lot of horses, though, April. Look, I'll go with your call because I really don't know. The only horse racing I follow is me chasing my horses around the pasture. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I'm good with whichever one. So let's go with Cal with your gut in California. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say California. What the hell is wrong with you guys? <laughs> you had it right. <laughs> One hundred and thirteen horses that are Derby champions were foaled in Kentucky. You know how we're born in California? How many? Four. Well, you know, I, I did. I did say I, I need to brush up on my. Before I came on to Glenn, so clearly I need to do a lot more research and catching up before tomorrow's race. It just seems we like know a trick that question. Lori, need, Lori needs the million dollar check for the vet bill, so you know. Yeah, that's it, no, it. I don't need to pay the twenty five dollars for when it bounces. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, true, true. Well, the, you know what that means, though. We're still tied. That's what that means. So we're into the. Are we in? The, we have two more questions, right? So yes. we're tied. So somebody has a chance to take the lead here. All right, Flying Phillies. How many Phillies have won the Kentucky Derby? You are the Flying Phillies. Let's see if you get this one right. None, three, or five? I was going to say five before I three. even the I know this one. It's three. <laughs> oh, she knows it. See, this is why you don't ask me questions. <laughs> so is three the final answer? Yes. It's correct. 
That is correct. We had regret in 1915, genuine risk in 1980, and winning colors in 1988. 1988, that's right. And then, of course, Rachel Alexander won yeah. <laughs> I'm not old enough for regret, but I saw the other two. <laughs> yeah, if you were, we'd be concerned about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mint roses, here we go. How long is a furlong? You got one furlong to go. Is it a quarter of a mile, an eighth of a mile, or a sixteenth of a mile? Quarter of a mile, <laughs> I think. Okay, so that would be a four furlong race for a mile. I'll defer to you on that one because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm like that. Think I think it's a quarter of a mile for a furlong. Okay, quarter of a mile. Finally. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an eighth of a mile. It's an eighth uh, of a mile. Eight. Uh, you know, I was between the two, but I could have sworn it was a quarter of a mile. <laughs> well, you know what? You should, uh, you know, if you'd have said, well, you know, a quarter mile is further away from an eighth. So there's I that. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My brain doesn't think that way, Glenn. Apparently, the Phillies' brains work that way. Well, I didn't ask for good math people to play today, so that was I my mean, mistake. I, I 16 think. is a bigger number than 4, and that's the denominator of the fraction. So, basically. so the, the Kentucky Derby is 10 furlongs. Yeah, it's 10 yeah. furlongs. That's oh, how long it is. For, okay. Yeah. Ten furlongs. Um, and you know, I think we ask this question every year, and every year I cannot remember <laughs> which one it is. <laughs> so. Did you know, fun fact, that Summer is Tomorrow is in the Kentucky Derby this year and has never won more than a seven furlong race, so this is going to be quite a stretch. Really fun long. fact for you. Be All right. At the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just going to be way behind everybody. Uh, here we go. So, um, let's we, see. Let me give the score. This is the last question. Yeah. The Flying Phillies are winning at three to two. So, Mint Roses, you might have a chance or might not. All right. Flying Phillies, which post position has never won the Kentucky Derby? Number 20, number 15, or number 17? No clue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 20 is a number that's bigger than 17, (laughs) but I guess it's lower. I was going to say, based on physics, get to the rail it's so much further from 20 but then 15 could get squeezed out i'm gonna leave 20 out because that would have they always had a 20 horse field that's a pretty big field true so i would so say 15 go. or 17 but don't know it's gonna be a total crap shoot which one <laughs> take a guess courtney oh what no lori yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're so decisive defer to uh, yeah defer. yeah and for all for a rubber check <laughs> i'm going to pick 15 but that's just i have no clue is that yeah, your final no, answer we're going with Lori. okay Glenn, there's like literally two things to do there you go <laughs> Seventeen, and when you listen back, I actually discussed that at the beginning, but of course you guys didn't hear that. We so, haven't yes. heard the show yet. I know. <laughs> so not your fault. <laughs> yeah, seventeen. I do believe Big Brown won it from the twenty. But post. you know what that means? Mint roses yeah. can tie. Yes, can tie. Oh, pressure, pressure. And my horse has a big nose, so that means I should. <laughs> your horse has a giant nose, a super giant nose. All right, mint roses. How much does it cost? To enter a horse in the Kentucky Derby, how much is the, 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 what was it? The, what do you do when you, you enter a horse show? You have to pay the entry fee. The entry so how much yeah. is the entry mm-hmm. fee? Yep. I had to work that out. Sorry. That's very basic. Uh, 10,000, 25,000 or $100,000. Well, I do it so often. Um, <laughs> the horse is you know, it's gotta be a hundred thousand. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like. With the purse being so big, but I feel like it it can't be ten because that just seems too small no. for such a race. But a hundred out there. But a hundred thousand seems so big. I, I want to go with. Well, you're the, right. Hundred is bigger than ten. So <laughs> <laughs> there is that. By ten times. And, and bigger than twenty-five. Uh, so ten, twenty-five, or one hundred. I feel like it would be 25. I feel like 100 is too much for 
What's and, your final and answer? Let's go, let's go 25, let's go 25 April. 25, yeah. You are correct. 25. That's right. Yay! So that means it's tie. Is not that much. 100 is a lot, so split the difference. <laughs> I love their rationale there. <laughs> like these rich people couldn't afford 100. <laughs> All right. The bonus question. And you guys can discuss, you can talk about it, but we're going to take whoever's closest, okay? Whoever has the closest number. So, Glenn, you're going to have to do some math. Okay, okay all right. Yeah, I got it. How many? Apparently, I'm the only one qualified here to do math, so. <laughs> that is very sad. That is very sad. How many mint juleps are served on Derby Weekend? The closest oh team wins. So, like in the in Churchill Downs. In Churchill Downs, yeah, Churchill Downs yes. <laughs> so the Flying Phillies, you're first. What's your guess? Oh golly, all I can tell you is they taste revolting. But they're disgusting. Yeah, they yeah. are awful. How many people <laughs> oh, were there? It in like bourbon flavored mouthwash. <laughs> it um, is. Yeah, Ugh. the bourbon's okay. It's the men. No clue. Um, oh, boy, I would say so. You got a crowd of like over 100,000, and probably each person drinks one token one or buys it and chokes on it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say 100,000. So uh, Say uh, 122,000. I don't know. <laughs> what's your final answer? Fly, flying Phillies, final answer. Yeah, we'll go 122,000. All right, and then we go to Mint Roses. Okay, Tiana, well, do we think it's more or less? I think it's more, but okay. a lot. Because I remember them talking, oh my God, I can't, Jamie, don't be mad at me. I can't remember those two, the commentators that are always talking about how many mint juleps and yeah. they're always fashion I'm always so jealous about it. <laughs> I'm also not there. <laughs> Tara Lipinski I, and what's his name, the skater guy. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, the skater guy. Yeah. No. They're always talking about how many and it, it's, there's so many, and I feel like it's. It's at. I feel like it's at least five hundred, maybe, maybe, maybe four. So if it's more, even if we just did ten thousand more, if we did one hundred thirty-five thousand, then we're still price is right. Price is right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. One hundred twenty-two thousand and one. One. <laughs> What's your final answer? I need a final answer. What do you think? 135? Because that's more. Yeah, let's go with the 135. Okay. <laughs> well, One. you know what's interesting is apparently we are not the only ones that do not like mint juleps because the answer was, and you guys were so close, the Flying Phillies gets the closest. It was 120,000. Ah. And you guys wow. guessed 122. You were only 2,000 off. Wow. You win a trip. Nobody likes them, actually. <laughs> Mint Roses, you would have been better off to guess 121,999. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we go high if we go yeah. And for being yeah, so exactly. close, you win a trip to the Mint Factory in Lexington, oh, Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> no. Congratulations, <laughs> Flying Phillies. You will be receiving a check in the mail from Glenn for $1 million. And since there's two of you, you'll both get one. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I'm going to go tell Firefly. Hey, we wish Firefly the best. We're thinking about yes, Firefly. Definitely. And thank you all for playing. We appreciate it. April, you hang on. The rest of you, have Hello. fun at the Derby. April's in trouble. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, all right. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. See what my Bye. horse tore up. <laughs> so those that are, are putting two and two together, April is the one who has her horse at Jamie's, and it's the large one. Yes. It's, it's the large draft horse that Jamie's been training and talking about training here on the show. So, April, we kept you around because, actually, we want you to hang around for the post show. Jamie, it looks like we're okay. not going to have time to do the really bad ads today, but we will do the winners because it's the day we do winners. So, we're going to pick the winners for the really bad ads, and then we will definitely be doing really bad ads uh, sometime in the future. <laughs> it seems like we've had a couple of weeks with no really bad ads. It's true. It's true. We'll we'll get to that. Why don't we have April help us pick the winners? 
There we go. That's what we'll do. We'll, we're going right. to give away some prizes. The first prize, and these are all people who submitted and do the entries for today count, Glenn? Yes, they did. Jennifer put them in there. So Okay, so they're in there. So we have the Oak Ladies Ridge Waterproof Boot with Compression Socks, the $99 value. All prizes provided by horselovers.com. April, what's the number? What's the number, yeah. Glenn? All right, you're going to pick a number between 1 and 198. Oh, okay. Um, we'll do 147 for the years the Darby's been in existence. Nice. She got that answer right. Um, yeah, I knew that one. I knew the 1875 one. Thank you. <laughs> She's not mad at you at all. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. The winner is Nicole Gonzalez. Wins the boots. Good for you, Nicole. A new pair of paddock boots on the way, thanks to horselovers.com. And next we have the Shelby Young three-book gift package, which we've been talking about. I hope whoever wins this has kids, because two of the books are kids' books. And she's a painter and has done a Mustang book and all of that. It's very cool. So between one and one hundred and ninety-seven. Um, we'll go with one hundred and twenty for the awful amount of people who like mint juleps. <laughs> Katie Moulton wins the book package. Congratulations, <laughs> Katie! I hope you have kids. If not, you can find some kids and 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 give them the books. Uh, and if uh, and thank you so much for helping pick the winners. We really appreciate that, April. Well. Everybody, we no hope you have a great Derby Day. I just want to throw this out there real quick. I, uh, for the first time in four, everybody's always asking that we talk more about uh, Scooter and Nigel. Well, yesterday, for the first time in four months since pre-surgery and all the complications that came after, I got to drive my pony. So I drove Scooter, Ooh. and we it was his first time driving at the new place. I've ground-driven him over there, but we haven't taken the cart out. The, you know the thing we were most worried about is all the other horses in the paddocks, because we have to drive through the paddocks to get to the trails. So we're driving in between the paddocks, and that was the thing we were most concerned about. It's not Scooter. and I knew he'd be fine. It was the other horses seeing the cart for the first time and freaking out, because then that would freak Scooter out if they got running. But we did it quietly, and we did it uh, deliberately, and we actually did a couple circles and got them used to it. And they all looked, but none of them went crazy. So it was a successful day. We had a good day, and Scooter was great. As always, He's uh, he's been terrific. Uh, we took him out in the sand and the trails, and uh, he just he, he thoroughly enjoyed himself. He loves that stuff. He loves adventures. So I was so happy to be driving. And your picture again. was beautiful. I know. The picture was amazing. Yeah, it, it always looks like Scooter's so tiny because Jennifer's horse is like 16'3. So she's sitting up so high, <laughs> taking the picture, looking down at us. So it always makes us look so tiny. But yeah, he did great. He was very proud of himself yesterday. <laughs> and it was good to be driving again. So. Everybody have a great day tomorrow. We'll post in the auditor room the link where you can put your picks for the trifecta, and we'll see who comes closest there. And they also will get a $1 million check, whoever <laughs> picks there. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a great day. Spay, neuter, and geld. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hang on for post-show. April's hanging around. Still here. Okay, so remind everybody, April has a horse with you, right? She does. She has a big Clydesdale named Josie. Josie yes. came as a, it was a driving, a actual proper working horse. And she bought her and is going to use her as a working horse, but also wanted her to be ridden under saddle. And uh, that was a new challenge for me. I've never trained an 18-hand, <laughs> started an 18-hand <laughs> horse. Let's remind everybody that Jamie is five, two, and three quarters. So and almost five three, Glenn. Watch it. <laughs> uh, so, so it, it's funny. I called April the other day because I had a question, and I she answers the phone. Oh my god, what did she break? No, no, no. She didn't yeah, break anything. Exactly. I'm just, I'm just calling to, to, to discuss something. Uh, yeah. So I did. However, we did have some inclement weather this week, and mm. I have enough stalls where every horse almost can come into the barn. <laughs> Zeus has to stand out. He's got his own shed out there, so Zeus comes out, but every other horse comes in. So I brought Josie in, and she went into the double stall with the attached paddock and i when the storms are coming i'll close all the back doors but i didn't have time i just put her in i was going to get the rest of them and she marched right out there and was like she just stood out there no she walked out there oh. and she's like hey mustang 
you belong to me. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and Chad is, of course, down there, and he's like, oh, my God, they're bringing the monsters! Because, of course, Zeus oh. is like, um, hello, giant woman. You belong to me, and we should be oh, together. No. And both of them were like, we need to be together. And then it was no. cracking ensued, oh, and... No. Um, I was able to run out and get her before anything was wholly damaged. You had your <laughs> so, own little mini tornado. You <laughs> did. Oh. She's not a mini. She was bigger than any tornado in, yeah. in I Oklahoma. Don't, I don't that think day. Josie would blow away in a tornado. I think she'd just stand there. No. He's like, yeah. You so, take but that. I, she has a shed on the pasture and in, the, in her paddock, and she doesn't like it. She will stand directly out in like gale force wind mm-hmm. when things will and she and hail and she's like, nah, I got this. I don't need <laughs> yeah. it. Don't and care. so I put her hay, hay and her food in the shed. And I'm like, come in here. She's like, I'd rather not eat. I don't need I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't need that feed. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, it's um, uh but so Alvin, she's doing- you have to fix since tomorrow. <laughs> no, it's fine. Alvin just looked at me, he goes, What? <laughs> uh, sorry, dude. How's that? So How's funny. the big girl doing under saddle anyway? She's doing great. You know, what's funny is um, when you longline her, uh, she's trained to drive and she is very like, I'm like, I'm going to longline her on the trails mm-hmm. and on the paddock and everything. Well, it's harder to longline her out there because she thinks she like I'm running. I'm like water skiing yeah, behind her. She just wants <laughs> to pull and go. This is my gig. I'm like, yeah. and I'm like water skiing behind her, like slow down. And then you get on her and ride her out there. And she's like, oh, my God, everything's, I can't I can't move. Everything's going to kill me. Yeah. It's terrifying, but I don't understand. Yeah. And so it's definitely been a challenge to, I mean, th- to be fair to her, less than 30 days ago, she ha- accepted right. her first rider. And so she, while she understands, go stop. She loves to stop and stand still. <laughs> that's uh, good. If that's her favorite gate, heart. that's good. <laughs> yeah. She 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 will walk around all day, but trotting she's kind of like mm, I don't really see the point of doing that. And she's funny because, it's to the feed bucket. Yeah, and she's she's eighteen hands. So I've been having Barrett ride her. What saddle because, did you put on her? Well, <laughs> Barrett has this big old nine thousand pound Western saddle, and the girth fits her. And then Barrett goes back to school, farm boy, and I have to do it myself. I want a I video of you to... putting that saddle on that horse. <laughs> I, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. I can't even lift it off of the ground. So I was like, I went to put my saddle on. No, that girth doesn't fit. All right, I got a bigger girth. No, that doesn't fit. <laughs> Nothing fit around her midsection. So what did I do? I, I've been riding her in my bareback pad. <laughs> it's like the only thing that well, fits. I mean, she's wide enough. It's not like you're going to just be on a narrow horse and flat off the side. Yeah. I mean, and, there's plenty to balance on. And she does have little temper tantrums. Like, she doesn't want to go forward. And she'll, like, do this, like, it is the saddest attempt <laughs> at being naughty I've ever seen. It's like, a, she's going to buck you. And her brain, I think she's launching these, like, monster yeah. bucks. And literally is like, boop. <laughs> she's like, like I'm going to show you. And then she's yeah. like, oh, never mind. Yeah. So she does have, she still hasn't learned to like run forward. But again, in 30 days, she's gone from a driving horse to accepting her first rider and long line. She's, I haven't taken her on the trail because since I've gotten her started, we've had so much rain that the trail is in the woods and it's Mm. just, I I feel like it would zap her confidence because it's very (laughs) slick back there. Um, But other than that, she's been doing awesome and I'm really pleased. I mean, I can, Take a 18 hand horse that's wearing a bareback pad. And I have been able mm-hmm. on a two step mounting block. Thank God it wasn't on video, Glenn. I had to shimmy <laughs> onto an 18 hand horse on a two step <laughs> mounting block with a bareback, no stirrup. And it I'm like, you have a vaulting deal where you like run and jump like a gymnast. And he was on trampolines. Like, but next yeah. to the horse to jump because yeah. I'm on this two step <laughs> mounting block. And I'm like, Chad, if you could just stand by her head, I'm going to get on her. And he was like, how? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take my 44 year old ass and I'm going to jump as high as I can. So I jump up on her on the, on my belly. And I like kind of, then I have to like kick and kick and kick to get my belly to the middle. And then I'm like doing a push up on her back and I have to like 
fling my right leg over and I kick her in the butt and like I fucking like it takes like a good 30 seconds of like just mass chaos to attempt to get on this horse and she stood there and like literally rolled her eyes at me like okay <laughs> that, that's done? a win that is a yeah. win because I hopefully will get on her be able to ride around the pasture that she's in eventually we'll go down to the bottom and ride in the open pasture out there but that's okay that'll take time but I just want to be able to lumber around on my big old horse so he can carry my big old rear end and life will be <laughs> Well, and I think, I think what you, you know, if you were telling me, you know what, I want to go take her to some hunter shows or dressage shows and all that, I would say this is oh, probably yeah, not the horse for that. <laughs> um, because, no, that's okay. I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah, she's just not super motivated, nor yeah. I love her. She's not super athletic. Uh, so, but I think for what you want, she's going to be great. You know, it it is interesting because she was started in my round pin and now she's like, this is stupid. It's just a circle. Mm -hmm. What's the point? So now I ride her out in the arena and I'm like, okay, we're going to take her out into the yard. So I do everything incrementally where we start in the round pin, then the, the arena's adjacent and then there's a gate that you can go into the yard of the other house. And then there's a, a far trail that's way in the back. So what I start, I start in the round pen then we go to the arena and then go into the yard. And she's so comfortable in the arena that I'm like, let's go into the yard. And she was like, I can't like the threshold between (laughs) sand and grass. She was like, I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't cross that. And so what we've had to do is like, we took her out and you could see like, she would get like bigger and nervous and she doesn't have a spook. She's just got like a... Like so yeah, you can tell she's snort. nervous and she snorts, but she's done. And so we took her out of the uh, end of the grass about 10 feet and then turned her around and took her back into the arena. And as soon as she crossed from the grass back into the sand, she, <gasps> Oh my God. Yeah, that's so weird. Cause when under, under uh harness, when we go down the road and stuff, she's like, she's gone over a railroad track. She's gone over bridges from dirt to asphalt to, but it's just a balance issue. It's just, you know, the, the the view is different. You know, there's somebody up on top of me. I don't, I'm not pulling with my chest. You know, it just, it's just a difference. And so then we took her 10 feet out and brought her back in, then 15 feet and then brought her back Mm -hmm. in and then 20 feet until now you can ride her all the way around the house and she's fine with it. But again, it's just, it's just, you just have to build incrementally to yeah. I- increase their confidence level. You know, like I could have been like, we're taking her out on the trail, whether you like it or not. We have driven her out there, but I mm-hmm. just didn't want to give her a, uh, a, an experience of it because she has, she has, she's nervous about it. Mm-hmm. And so why, you know, I, again, I'm really, really pleased with how well she's doing after 30 days. Granted, she no, was I'm thrilled. She was nervous to tack up because she's had blinders on and everything approaching her side. April was there the first time I tried to saddle her, and she was like, <laughs> hell no, you ain't touching me with that because she's never seen anybody <laughs> yeah. touch her with that stuff, you know? Or if she I mean, had- we, we put the put the harness on her without her blinders, but that's just uh, like a surcingle. So, yeah, you walk up with the saddle, and she's like, no, no, uh-uh, uh, no. Nope. And it was even just yeah. a saddle pad. She was like, it was white. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God. And so yeah. now you can That's do that. That's not my color. You still, exactly. You have to do it fairly <laughs> slow because I think being an 18 hand horse, and I've talked to a couple of drivers about this, being an 18 hand horse, when they put the harness on or a saddle on or something, you have to throw it up there. And she definitely is like, oh my God, it's going to hurt. Like she flinches to mm-hmm. it. So we're working on, thank God, my assistant six four, And I'm like, just place it gently. And so you just have to Mm -hmm. be real careful not to just throw it up there because I think she has a little post-traumatic stress about things being launched up on top Mm -hmm. of her. But once you slow down a little bit, she's good. That's been the helpful thing with um, when I harness her because Alvin helps me and, you know, we put it up there and lay it on her. And, and when I went to go see her before I bought her, yeah, they just chunked that stuff up there and, you know, she just kind of, you know, would move a little bit and look at them. I mean, she didn't act like she was going anywhere, so, um, which was good because it was an old low ceiling barn. And I thought if she does go anywhere, the whole thing is coming down. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, cross ties. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just, I, I like I said, I'm just going to be so excited to get on her and just be able to amble around and put a saddle on her. And, and my girls are just thrilled if they didn't have to stay up here for um their their uh, one act play competition they wanted to go to be able to 
like be the first one. And I was like, no, no, y'all are not getting on this horse before I do. <laughs> not happening. Doesn't anyway, work that way. She's really comfortable. Her trot is like, he's like sitting on a sofa, you know, she, nice. but again, I've only ridden her in a bareback pad. She's going to be lovely. She just needs, you know, miles, but like slow, gentle miles. And, and, and if she has fear, then break it down and try to make it nice and simple for her. And you don't have, I mean, I know you're not going to force her into anything. Uh, it is. Girl, we're barrel racing in two weeks. What's your problem? <laughs> I've already injured her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's going to knock all of them down. You'll win all the points. <laughs> the best. Right. The highest <laughs> amount of points that you can get. That's right. <laughs> um, All the penalties. Yeah, you just, she's, she's, I'm just really pleased with how quickly she just was like, oh, okay, this is what we do. And again, to have my ass shimmying up on her, like <laughs> flopping around like a fish out of water trying to get on her back, I was really, really impressed with how well she handled that. So yep. I think she's going to be great. I'm excited. I know you're coming up tomorrow. April's actually going to stay yeah. because my guest room is now open because Abby left. I now have a place that April can stay. So she's going to come and stay, stay in- at Jamie's. Oh, uh-huh. in the house. She let you in the house. She did. Oh. I have to keep her in the damn house. So we don't go to some chicken auction and buy a bunch of freaking <laughs> chickens. Okay. Look, the chicken auction, they shut it down because of the bird flu stuff. Oh, thank God. <laughs> what do you mean, thank God? We because need more chickens, Jamie. Alvin April. said we could go. Need I remind <laughs> you that since It's Kentucky came, Derby Day. You're not going anywhere. No. I yeah, got no, 15 baby chicks when I thought I was buying two because we were drinking. And I also <laughs> now have two motherfucking bunnies. So... <laughs> Which, by the way, run my life, so it's fine. Whatever. They're adorable. I can't wait to. I can't wait to meet Falcon. I'm so excited. Yeah, okay. he's not as nice as it. I hate as, to interrupt this, but I'm doing the post. <laughs> Jamie Alvin said he has another rabbit for you. No. All right, I'm doing the post no. in the auditor room, Jamie. I need your picks, and they're not in the show notes. Zandon, one number one. Zandon, and then smile happy, and then who gives a shit? That was my third one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think Barbara's I picked. I think I picked on the, let me get down here. It was number 19. Zozos. Z-O. Z-O-Z-O-S. Okay. All right. I'm doing the post in there. It's very inexperienced. (laughs) Okay. So we got it. All right. Good. Well, April, thank you for uh, hanging out with us and joining us. And I hope you have fun at Jamie's over the weekend. And I will. Come come as early as you can because we're, you know, derby time is seven. We are going to try. We'll be out here as early as we can. And then we're going to meet somebody for lunch. Um, But y'all, you know, think break a leg for our one act play group because we're at state. Y'all, come on. We're trying to win this thing. Yay. I'm so so excited that uh, I'm always excited when kids take up theater. So (laughs) I'm really excited. Did you know? Maddie is like a total uh, theater buff. But let me tell you what Lucas wanted to do for summer camps. He's going to theater camp. Really? (gasps) Yes. Oh, yeah. Hey, and we we bought him a state shirt. So he has a shirt with our play and uh, all the names of everybody's on it. So we got one for Lucas. Cool. Yeah. He's really excited. It's sometime in July. He's going to go to theater yeah, camp. I'm so it's excited. Like two weeks long, like three hours a day. It's awesome. Yay. Good. Yeah. Jamie's like, go on. It's okay. See you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. Right, bye. Thank y'all. Bye. See you. 